0: You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We're here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're gonna give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey guys, welcome back. So today we are here to give you some tips for sustainable traffic from search engine and SEO and helping us is Kimberly Harrington and Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And I know I go by Kimberly
1: because that was the domain that was available when I started my business, but I go by Kim. So feel free to call me Kim.
0: Well, we will do that. So we actually connected on Instagram and just chatted a little bit. And I hear a lot about SEO and I was, I knew other people were kind of interested in it. So I was like, you know what, just come on the podcast. Let's just chat. And then I can get to know you and we can just go from there. So, um, you can obviously read her bio and everything in the show notes, but Kim, why don't you dive in and tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey?
1: Sure. So I am a self-taught SEO pro, as most SEO pros are, because it's not really something that you learn in school. (laughs) So I uh, started in a marketing agency shortly after I graduated from college that I had just, you know, a regular kind of secretarial job that I was not super involved in, didn't really like it a whole lot. And I started a fashion blog just for fun and creative outlet on the side. And that's how I started learning SEO got involved in the WordPress community in Northwest Arkansas where I lived at the time and then started working for a marketing agency as a freelancer writing SEO content and really learned by doing and doing experiments. And that's how most SEO people actually learn how to do SEO is by doing it, seeing what works, testing, and measurement. So that's what I've been doing now for about seven years. I'm also the founder of a full-service digital marketing agency where we work with professional service providers like lawyers, doctors, industrial companies, and people like that. So I've run the whole gamut of doing SEO for other freelancers, other people who have courses or who are consultants, all the way to multinational companies.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So, we've said SEO about five times, right? Just in this little (laughs) 30 seconds. So, what really is SEO? Because I think a lot of people think about it and they think that it's like this super technical, crazy thing. And it's like totally out of reach if you're a solopreneur just by yourself. So, give us kind of a little bit of background.
1: So, SEO stands for search engine optimization. If you've heard the abbreviation before and don't really know what it means, but it's the process of doing things that help search engines better understand the context of your website and your business and your online presence. So that way you can get higher in search engine rankings that produces more traffic and gets you in front of people who are already looking for someone who can help them solve the problem that they have, which is the problem you want to Help them solve. So, most people think this is only something really big companies can do, but the truth is, SEO is a very equitable thing and it really has more to do with the kind of content that you have on your website, whether or not it's the best answer to someone's problem, and then the overall holistic kind of perspective that search engines have of your website in relation to the rest of the internet. And that's produced through links and brand mentions. So from a perspective of a small business owner or a solopreneur, you know, you may think, oh, well, you know, big companies that they're at the top of search results are really hard to beat. But the truth is most searches that happen on Google, Google's never seen before. It's something like 15% of searches that are done every day have never been done before. So that means there's a lot of opportunity that you can get in front of your target clients because you got there first and you thought about their needs better than a big company that is not really great at listening to customers and what they're looking for.
0: Very cool. So um, you kind of touched on being at the top of Google results and maybe your industry can't get to that, right? So how do you know kind of if SEO is a good fit for your business and if you should be spending time and putting that into your marketing plan um, and kind of maybe some different industries that maybe it's not a good fit for because you're never going to get to the top of the results?
1: So for me, for example, for most of things that have to do with SEO, I'll never be able to rank. And that's (laughs) an assessment of kind of taking a look at what competition is already out there because SEO is relative. And like a lot of how the rest of that we think about business is that there's enough of the pie to go around. Only one website can really rank first. And there's a really steep fall off in what happens with traffic if you're further back in search results. The other way is also through ads, through Google ads. So keep that in mind that if SEO is not a good fit for you, Google ads may be a better strategy for your business. But basically how you check to see whether or not SEO is a good thing is you have to have three factors. The first one is that you're going to benefit from search traffic. So that comes down to your business. Do you have a solid offer? Do you know who your customers are? And if you got more traffic, do you have a good way to convert them? So before you even think I need to go work on SEO, you need to make sure you have those things done first, because that clarifies what kind of SEO strategy you need to do. The second thing is that there's enough people searching for what you do or for the solution that you offer. So that's the first hurdle to kind of overcome. Say, for instance, you are a real estate appraiser. is my favorite example. There's actually not that many people that Google for that on a routine basis. It's usually, you know, very low in specific areas so they don't really need a lot of SEO typically, that it doesn't do a whole lot for them. That's more through getting to know realtors and doing kind of the old-fashioned network marketing sort of thing. Yeah. So you got to make sure there's enough people searching. The third thing is that there's not too much competition or that you are willing to do what it takes because you can have a lot of competition and it just means you have to step up to the plate and say,
0: Yeah, you know, what is
1: <laughs> and what is the thing that's going to be required for me to do this? And it may be more than what you can put the time and resources to. But that's where you really have to think about, okay, looking at the companies that are competing against and what their SEO looks like. Is that possible for me? So the process of starting to look at that is through keyword research. And that's when you actually plug into an SEO tool and look at keywords that you want to kind of target or topics that you want to start getting traffic for. And you look at two factors, which is keyword difficulty of how hard it is, and the keyword volume of how many people are searching per month. And those are kind of the two factors that we look at to assess whether or not SEO is going to work for someone.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I love that because I think, you know, everybody says you've got to do all of these different marketing tactics, right? Especially when you're first starting, you're like, I got to try all the things and see what works. <laughs> but, um, I think you kind of touched on it. that SEO is probably not a great one. If you haven't tested out your target market and have like a solid yeah, customer base. Exactly. And really have an offer to send them to because if you're having them search for you and you don't have an offer to send them to like ads kind of pointless. So making sure you really have those things in place, I think is huge. Do you have a favorite SEO tool that you use to do that?
1: Yeah. I love SEMrush or SEMrush. You can yeah. say it either way. Uh, people in the UK say SEMrush and people in the United States say <laughs> SEMrush. So either way is acceptable. I know there's a lot of SEO jargon out there that people are yeah. always like, oh, I'm going to say this wrong and sound you know, stupid, but really there's different ways to say everything in the SEO industry. So don't ever feel that it's inaccessible to you because you don't know how to say the words. They're weird to begin oh my with because yes. most of them are acronyms.
0: For sure, but Zapier that's... and Zapier. Everyone talks about that one. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay, first off, it's Zapier makes you happier, so it has to be Zapier.
1: <laughs> oh, I um, like that way of yeah. saying
0: it. <laughs> well, that, that's their—that's actually their slogan. Like, I didn't come up with that. <laughs> so, oh, they always do their
1: interview at yeah, SEM Rush's. They uh, go around with a camera and they ask SEO professionals which way do you say it every yeah. year at the conference. So
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so many tools have different names, but um, I know that if if somebody's at that kind of space that they're doing that, they like to know like the technical pieces and how should I do that? Where do I get that? But so I guess like what is uh, the difference between doing something like SEO and then just like content and putting out content and blogs and videos and lives and that kind of stuff? So like the more social marketing kind of what are some of the differences and maybe Some benefits to the SEO side of it.
1: So, from an SEO perspective, our goal is to create content that it ranks in search engines so it's producing traffic on a consistent basis. So, even when you're not updating that content, when you're not posting new stuff, it's bringing in traffic all the time. So, typically, if you look at your Google Analytics and take a look and see for your organic search traffic in your acquisition reports, is a good place to go check it out. If you're not getting a lot of organic traffic, is what it's labeled as you're probably missing out on a huge opportunity of just getting traffic all the time instead of every single time you post or share something on social media. Now, if you are blogging or creating content for your website, and it's not getting a lot of organic search traffic, that means that it's not either the right topic that people are searching for, which comes back to that problem of people have to be looking for it, or you're not using the right words. And that's where understanding your customers come in because you may use industry jargon or a way of talking about something that makes sense to you and people who are initiated or and who are more problem aware that have gone through maybe your coaching program or worked with someone like you before. But your target audience might not actually use that word. So that's where kind of in the content creation process, we do a lot of customer listening. And that's why, as you said, it's always a good idea to do SEO after you've kind of gotten your feet wet a little bit. Typically, when I work with someone for SEO, I like to have seen that they've been in contact with some of their customers for at least a six-month period before they really start to kind of dip their toes in SEO.
0: Yeah
1: because of that, of that you really have to make sure that you understand your customer and that you're creating that content. So the big difference between SEO traffic and social media traffic is what I like to talk about is viral traffic strategies. So if you think about when you get traffic into your website, when you post on social media, you say, post something during the day, it lasts for about 14 minutes or something (laughs) around that time period. It's kind of what they say of how long it's going to produce traffic for you. It's a very short window of time. And kind of the same thing goes with email. It's a little bit longer lived, maybe a couple of days, but it's a big peak of people coming into your website. If you have a large following, it could be a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand people that come into your website. Then within that very short period of time, poof, it's all gone. And if you don't keep posting or keep sending out new emails or promoting yourself, your traffic basically doesn't exist. SEO, on the other hand, you can get in front of someone any time of day while they're looking. And there's typically a pretty consistent number of people that are looking for Four topics related to your business every single day during all hours of the day. Sometimes we'll see that, you know, if you deal with a nine-to-five business crowd, you may have a drop-off during the weekends. If you're more of a hobby, you may have nights and weekends traffic. So there are, you know, shifts in that. But a single piece of content can produce traffic for years instead of 14 minutes.
0: That's crazy. I I mean, I knew it was pretty short-lived on social media, but 14 minutes versus so, so long with SEO.
1: (laughs) And we spend so much time on social media. I do too. I mean, we all do it. It's so easy to do because social media is really structured in such a way that we want to participate in it. We get that, you know, dopamine hit in our brains (laughs) when we get more followers and it feels good and we like it and we like to engage with other people and have conversations but we need to remember that it's not so much a traffic building tool as it's so much as a connection building tool is really what social media is for.
0: Yeah. I think that's huge. And like, I think you have to have both, right? Like, I don't think it's one yeah, or the saying, other. Yeah. Certainly not saying as an SEO pro, you know,
1: I'm biased, obviously yeah. I like <laughs> SEO, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing social media. You just need to think of it in a slightly different way of that. If you want to build a sustainable business, where you are getting consistent leads, you don't want to be tied to something that requires you to constantly be posting new content all the time if that's your goal. If your goal is to kind of take a step away from having to do content production, SEO is a really great way to do that, of that you should still do social It's a really great great way to connect with your audience and learn what their pain points are, yeah. cultivate more deep relationships that way. But if you want to just get more eyeballs on your stuff. SEO is the kind of the best way to do that. And then also means Pinterest too. People kind of forget Pinterest is a search engine just like Google. <laughs> Both of those go, are go together when I'm talking about SEO.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that having SEO in the background, doing a lot of the stuff that's more longer term sustainable, and then using these social media platforms to connect with those people that came in through that is a really great way to kind of combine the best of both worlds. So, okay. So it, say we've kind of determined that it's the right fit. We know our offer. We know what we're sending them to. It, we think that we can get to the top of results because we're not, it's not super oversaturated. What is the best way to kind of get started with that? And like, just dip your toes into SEO. So I
1: always like to say, first, you need to kind of figure out what you want to get traffic to when it comes more in a granular sense of what pieces of content you're going to create, because SEO is largely creating content and then marketing that content. It's not so much about the technical SEO, which a lot of people get stuck in up on of, oh my gosh, my website has to load correctly. (laughs) Have the right structure. All that stuff is great and much needed and can move the SEO needle for you. But if you don't have the content in the first place, no one's going to get to your content because it doesn't exist. So that's number one, you need to make sure that you have the appropriate content. So what I like to have people do is just sit down and write down 10 questions that people ask you during every single sales meeting you've ever had. What are the common questions that everybody wants to know? Some of them you know it could be objections but there could just be foundational questions that people are like when's a good time for me to work with someone like you or what are the minimum requirements for working with someone like you or what are the benefits of that those are really good things to start with that yeah. kind of explaining that stuff is a good foundational piece if from an SEO perspective then of doing the keyword research there you can get traffic for it and compete for it then it's a good idea to create it so start by just making a list because then you can also get ideas for other types of content that you create, such as video content, social media content. That's a really great starting point. But the keyword research aspect is where then it turns into an SEO activity instead of just a content creation activity.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like you're spinning your wheels in your business, that you sit down to start your day and before you know it, it's 5 p.m. and the day is over and you just don't know what you accomplished only to do this day in and day out? You're throwing spaghetti at the wall, you have no routines, no strategy, no systems in place, and you're working 17 hours a day. If this is you, you need to check out our free masterclass now. How to work smarter, not harder, and double your revenue will give you the clarity, confidence, strategy, systems, and support to get stuff done without the overwhelm and without working 17 hours a day. Check out our free masterclass now at b.link forward slash training to learn how to work smarter, not harder. So I know we have a lot of listeners that are virtual assistants and some may potentially offer things like this and SEO. Is there, I guess, because you said you were self-taught as well, like, I guess, what are those things you should be looking for if you're trying to hire somebody that does SEO and what kinds of things should they know and be doing for you if they're doing some sort of SEO services? Okay. So I know
1: this is going to be controversial for a lot of the VAs (laughs) listening to this, but they should not say that they are a professional SEO provider unless they know how to deal with all the technical and minute aspects of SEO. Because it is not just, I've said a lot about keywords, but it is not just the right keywords in the right places. SEO is a lot more holistic than that these days. And the reason why is that Google uses artificial intelligence to create search engine result pages of when you type in something, the page you get to, it's using machine learning and artificial intelligence to create that. And if you actually take a look when you type in a search, and it used to be when you would see the results, it would have the words that you typed in bolded. Now it has lots of synonyms. And that's because of artificial intelligence. It doesn't have to have exactly the same keywords. It has to have the same semantic meaning or the meaning behind the words that you're putting into your content. So if you're a VA and you say you're an SEO pro and you're just following a checklist after doing keyword research, stop saying you're an <laughs> SEO pro. <laughs> and The reason why is because you're doing yourself a disservice because you are setting up the expectation that you can fix a lot of issues that you may not know how to fix. Yeah. And you can take on way more than you can chew by accident by doing that. And yeah. I've had that happen a lot to people who come to me because they said, oh, I worked with a the VA. They said they were an SEO SEO pro. Yep. That's okay, but make sure that you understand what you're offering when you say that you can do SEO. Make sure that the understanding is that you help them optimize content that you don't handle the full range of SEO because there's lots of different types of SEO. Like for instance, I don't do penalty cleanup. That's a very specific skill, but I don't say I do penalty cleanup when I talk about how I work with people for SEO purposes because that would be a lot. It wouldn't be true. Yeah, So I know that's controversial and it's going to make some of your VAs, you know, A little no, bit I mean, like er about it, but
0: yeah, I mean, definitely I be honest with yourself. All of it, right? Like then you've got these client expectations on you. So then, if it doesn't work out the way that they thought it would because you told them that thing, then that comes back on you, and then it's this whole cycle, and you just keep doing that, and it's just it's not good for anybody. Like right, it gives you a bad reputation too. Oh, for sure, it's not going to sure. help you. <laughs> it's not going to help you grow your business because then somebody's going to say, well, she said she was an SEO pro, but she didn't do the technical piece. So, I mean, I think that was kind of like the SEO and viral marketing, right? Like it has to be holistic and all the Mm -hmm. things that kind of make it work together. So... So um, in looking
1: for someone, yes. kind of what to look for is you want someone that that has experience and has a proven track record. Yep. So it's it's easy to manipulate statistics is kind of the unfortunate bit of it. So you want to look at, do they have case studies about what they did, how yep. they did it, if, as much as they're willing to say or that they're open to talking on the phone about it. Maybe they don't have it on their website because of, you know, non disclosure agreements, that sort yep. of thing. But you want to kind of ask someone, how did you do this? how could this process be applied to my business. And they should be able to explain the steps that they're going to take and the systems that they use to do that. So I know a lot of the listeners want to think about systems. Yeah. SEO is very, very systems-based because it is so detail-oriented. So you want to work with somebody that has a system, that they have a, have a process that they use that is reliable, that has worked over and over, and that it's flexible to fit different scenarios, yeah. and that they've also solved the SEO problems that you're experiencing. Because there are different types of SEO out there. There's nationalized SEO, local SEO, technical SEO, link penalty cleanup SEO. There's all sorts of different aspects to it that people kind of gloss it over and, and think, oh, I just need someone to do, that does SEO. You want to make sure that they have experience working on the problems that you want to solve and that they explain it in such a way that, A, you feel like, that they know what they're talking about, and B, that you can trust them. That's a really important aspect for SEO.
0: Yeah. I mean, you just saying that right there, like national and technical, like I didn't know there was different types of SEO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) And And I don't think a lot of people do, right? Like they just lump everything into SEO. And I think that's where some of the like non-clear communication comes in with clients and things. And yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: And it's kind of like SEO industry really does itself a disservice because there are a lot of shysters in this kind of area of the internet business, unfortunately. uh, I wish there wasn't because it makes my job a lot harder. But (laughs) what we should do is educate our customers a lot more. And that's why I love talking about SEO on podcasts like this, because I know there's people out there that are like, man, I needed to get in this SEO thing. But (laughs) It feels so jargony or just spammy or just blah, and I don't like it. And I totally get that. I I mean, I've had to cold pitch some of my best clients to say like, hey, you have publicly said this SEO thing is growth hacking and it's a scam. It's not. It's legit. And I can show you how.
0: Yeah. No, and I, I love that that it's, you're kind of giving an inside look and like the holistic view of SEO, because that's I'm all about that, especially with systems and things like I don't want to just come in and slap a bandaid on it and say, here, use this system because it works for you right this second. Like I come in to make sure that systems are going to work for them five years down the road and that they've got those processes in place to be able to build that. And I think that any industry that's willing to open up and like talk about all of those things, it, it's huge.
1: Yeah. And SEO is notorious for not doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, we kind of like think that mystifying SEO makes it so that way people won't do it because bad SEO providers... They don't know what the heck it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're just
1: like, well, you just put some keywords in the right places and you're good to go. But (laughs) the truth is SEO doesn't really work that way anymore. And in fact, you can rank without even having the right keywords. I've seen it happen. It's rare, but it does happen because Google does understand the meaning behind words and context clues through links of that Kind of if you think about the internet and the web, we call it the World Wide web because links are basically like little spider webs going between pages is how SEO people think of the internet and the, what links you get from other parts of the website give that context. So that's beyond the keywords and making sure that you're creating the right content. That's the second most important part of SEO that you can have. Your technical SEO can be really screwed up yeah. <laughs> and you can still rank really well if you have a good link profile.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think just like anything, right, like it it changes and making sure that the person that you hire or somebody that you're looking for is up to date with like the most recent things that are going on and like changes in the AI and the crazy technical Mm -hmm. stuff in the background and all of that kind of stuff too. Oh
1: yeah. Cause SEO changes constantly. Like every day there's some (laughs) new announcement, there's new things. But the thing is one of my favorite clients that I ever worked with. We did content marketing sort of like the, just the foundational pieces for his website that he sells a MailChimp course. And he hasn't touched it in two years because he's moved on to other projects and it still works now. He still ranks in the top three. So when you work with someone that knows kind of what the direction SEO is headed in, what works, what's going to work for a long-term, SEO can work for a long-term without you having to do anything else. Unlike social yeah. media, it's kind of the difference between the two. So you're yeah, absolutely right sure. of that, you know, look for someone that understands the flexibility, where, where we are, where we're headed, you know, voice search, user interface, all that kind of stuff that's coming up.
0: Yeah. Are they learning <laughs> that
1: stuff? Do they even know what it is? Those are questions you should ask, even if you don't know what you're asking. Yeah. Asking the questions in life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I give props to any. I mean, I have to keep up with a lot of new things, right? Like there's new systems and new things and whatever. But mm-hmm. I think anything in SEO, marketing, social media, that kind of stuff, you guys have so much more to keep up with because it changes constantly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of already touched on how systems come into play in your business because SEO is a very systematized process that you're taking your clients through. How, I guess, do some of those systems come into play for like client onboarding experience and kind of taking them through that whole process? Like what does that look like for you guys?
1: So let me sing the praises of ClickUp because it is the tool that we use. We used to use Asana and it didn't work as well for us because we have some activities that we do the same every single month, but then some of them change. So I know everyone has their own system that they use, but ClickUp really works really well for us. So we start off the process with onboarding a client, getting access to all the different tools that we need, and then setting what we call our SEO roadmap, which is the plan for the monthly retainer that we work with them in a minimum of six months typically. And we plan out what content is going to be created, what technical fixes we're doing each and every month, what backlinks we're trying to acquire, and what PR activities we're going to do. Because PR and SEO really have a lot to do with each other. Yeah, so for, sure. for those retainer clients this is how we work with them. And I say we, because it's not just me that I have a, in-house staff that I work with at my agency and that we kind of shepherd this whole process through and make sure that everybody knows what's going on from the client to the people working on the account, to the people creating content, everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. Then from there, it goes through an approval process with the client of that. They approve everything. We have monthly reporting built in to make sure that there's a lot of transparency and communication because every single time without fail, when people start <laughs> working on SEO, they start thinking, oh man, I need to revise my offers. I need to change my pricing. So people can do a whole rebrand because it makes you question a lot of those things. So for the retainer people, that's kind of what that process looks like. Then I also do one-time work with people, which is a little different of that. I offer a VIP one day and a mentoring program, as well as just kind of the SEO audit, technical fixes, the kind of random stuff that comes up And that stuff is a little bit harder to systemize, but we have figured out the kind of best way to make sure that our processes work, even though those activities look really, really specific to each site. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And I think that's important for everybody to know. Like, you have a different client onboarding process for each offer that you have. Yes. Each offer has a different client onboarding and offboarding process. So if you have 37 offers, you need 37 onboarding and 37 offboarding processes. Yeah. A lot of them are going to be the same, right? Like there's going to be a lot of overlap. It's going to be a lot of the same, like collecting the same information and that kind of thing. But you have to realize that like when you have a different offer, there are different things you need to collect during the onboarding process for sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. And we on the full service side because we do the whole gamut of marketing at my agency beyond just the SEO aspects because we actually have two brands, but it's the same company. It's a little confusing.
0: Gotcha. (laughs) Um,
1: So we actually have like everything is systemized because we know that our clients see us as two different things and how they interact with us is slightly different. Yeah, But what we do for the deliverables and how we work on the projects is the same Is the confusing bit. So we've also made sure that we documented, you know, the differences between when we work with a full service digital marketing client, where we're also doing their social media and all of their digital advertising buys on the agency side of stuff of that, that how we work with them and the kind of relationships we have are slightly different than the people that I work with through my personal brand yeah. because they work directly with me. So it's a little bit different as well of how we treat our customers. So the yep. processes <laughs> also reflect that too. So it to add to the layers, making sure we had those systems in place and the processes super well documented was one of the first steps that I did even before I hired my first hire
0: that yeah, I really made sure that stuff
1: was in, in place.
0: I mean, I think the moral of the story is that uh, it, systems are key. Like you have to have them. Oh yeah. No. I mean, we would not function <laughs> yeah, without them. That's, and that's so many people try to function without them or try to function without very many systems in place. And it's just, it makes your job so much harder and you have to do the thing over and over again when you could just duplicate it in a
1: system. Oh, it saves us so much time. I mean, yeah. from an SEO standpoint, there's a lot of stuff that can fall through the cracks if you're not really close and pay really close attention to what's going on. Because you have to, for instance, just make lists upon lists of if you're doing link updates, if you're switching things and moving things around and creating what we call silo structures, that can get really detail oriented. And without the process in place that we have now, it would just be like a Google Doc with all this, you know, all these different things in it. And it was not very organized. It took a lot longer. And once we figured out the best way to systemize this stuff, it made a huge difference, both in how long it takes us how the client experiences it, that it makes them feel better about it, which means that we can also try charge a higher rate per hour.
0: Yep. So you're making more money because you have systems mm-hmm. in place. You have happier clients because you have systems in place. You have better referrals because you have systems in place. So moral of the story is get some systems. <laughs> oh, yeah. I
1: mean, if you ha- if you don't have a system and you, you don't know what you're doing, bring somebody in because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I did it a lot of DIY because I just frankly, was just a new business owner. Didn't really know what I was doing, and it wasn't until like I brought in my business partner that he really systemized a lot of that stuff. Because his brain works that way, whereas mine does not as well. And having someone else look at it, and they were like. Mm. Yeah. Well, 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 and I think even
0: even if your brain does that work that way, you're so in your business. I use the Mm -hmm. analogy all the time. Like if you're on a city block, like you can only see like right around the corner. Right. But if you're in an airplane over top the city, you can kind of see everything and you can see the bigger picture. So having somebody come in and just be that like objective person that doesn't have any ties to anything and it isn't in the weeds is also really helpful. So awesome. Well, anything else that you think would be helpful for our listeners about SEO or are any other tips?
1: Ooh, there's so much. But <laughs> if they took away one thing from this conversation, because I know we've, we've covered so much ground yeah. here is what I really would love them to do is just sit down and think about their customer's biggest problems and then think to themselves, do I have any content on my website that answers those problems? Because most of the time the answer is no. Yep. And that means that you're not only not being found, but when people go to check you out to see if they want to hire you or work with you, they don't see the resources or answers to the questions that they have and makes your sales process harder. It makes your reputation not as good. So really just thinking through, do I have that content on my website? It's the first step. And most people miss that step when they start thinking about SEO and thinking about gaining more traffic to their website. They start thinking about the technical stuff. Yep first. And and I know that that's always everyone's first step of, oh my gosh, my website loads really slow. I need to take care of this. I need to have a new website redesign. Don't go down that road yet. Yeah. Think about <laughs> the content first.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? And do you have any resources that you want to share?
1: Yeah. So if you would love to learn more about growing sustainable traffic, what that looks like, the biggest mistakes to avoid, and kind of a peek behind the kind of curtain of the system that I use, they can go to KimberlyHarrington.com slash guide and they can sign up for this monster PDF basically that will yeah. walk them through that process and then some insight into kind of how I came up with this and the story behind my business of how I kind of figured out how to make this work. And if they want to find me, they can hang out on Instagram because that's generally speaking the only social media I'm I'm on at all. Because as I said, social media is not my favorite thing, but I do love Instagram and I'm at Kim Harrington with an underscore at the end.
0: Fantastic. Well, you guys go check her out, go download the guide. I took a little peek. I didn't go through the whole thing yet. Cause it is kind of big, <laughs> but mm-hmm, it, is. <laughs> it looks really amazing and I'm diving into it later. So definitely go check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you so much again for coming on. This has been awesome. Thanks so uh, much for having me. It's been a really it's always it. a pleasure to talk about
1: SEO and break down some of the myths because there are so many out there and it really drives and me And I can <laughs> tell
0: that you could probably talk about it for like another seven hours. Oh, my
1: poor <laughs> husband, who <laughs> owns my business with me. that I, I started my business and then he joined years later. He's like, oh, you just need to go. Be on more podcasts. Have more people that can listen to you see, talk a, about SEO because it's the same with me. Much. I could
0: talk about <laughs> systems for like hours on end and people's eyes glaze over. But oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. So if you guys want to hear from someone in particular, we're actually booking guest interviews for the remainder of this season and looking into next season. So if you or anybody you know wants to be featured, go to b.link forward slash podcast guests and fill out the application and uh, we'll try and get you on the show. So thanks so much for joining and we will see you next time.